Hey, DJ, do you know what time it is? Is it lunchtime? Well, yeah, technically, but that's not what I was going to say. Oh, is it time to start the show? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing right now, but uh, I was going to say something else. Is it hammer time? Where did you pull that from? It hasn't been hammer time in decades. No, no, I'm just going to tell you. It's Morbin time. Oh, it's Morbius. We're a couple of guys who like to watch movies, cinema nerds who made it our duty to make a show where we break down, discuss, and review. We're the men who watch movies. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Hello and welcome to another episode of The Men Who Watch Movies. My name is Alec. And my name's DJ the Movie Man Wagner. <laughs> yes, it is. And we have another fantabulous, super wonderfulicious episode for you today. I don't even know what I'm saying. What the fuck was he talking about? So, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. Main thing is Morbius. We finally saw Morbius. Like, I promised... We were going to watch it eventually, but we weren't going to pay theater prices to see it. So we rented yep. it. We rented it for... and we saw it and <laughs> it's all right. That, I give it a I, rental. I think that perfectly sums it up. It's, I give it a rental. It's all right. <laughs> I, I give it a rental or a matinee because... No, no, uh, no, no to the matinee. Uh, yeah, I, would, I, I wouldn't venture out to the theater to see it. Uh, I think, how much did we pay? Was it four ninety nine? Four nine nine. I assume that's correct. Yeah, I think that's that's what I'm willing to pay to see Morbius. I on that. Oh yeah. Uh, but first, before we get into that, we're gonna get into a little movie news. Oh yeah. This week in movie news. first bit of uh, movie news I have for you today, uh, it actually, um, it was an article that I found last week, but uh, I forgot to include it on the movie news, so I'm going to do it this week, because uh, that's what I'm doing. Uh, so apparently, you know, of course, Black Panther 2 is in the works. Uh, it's going to be called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And of course, uh, tragically, Chadwick Boseman passed away. So that, you know, um, it's rumored that uh, Shuri, you know, played by Letitia Wright, is going to take over that role. Yeah. And it's going to include uh, Namor. Uh, the basically, he's he's like one of the early Marvel uh, comics heroes, and he's he's like an Aquaman type. You know, he, he swims underwater and whatnot. And uh, so he's going to be played by actor Tenoch Huerta. He actually learned the Mayan language for uh, for the film, so they're kind of changing up his origins a little bit. And I think that's kind of cool. What do you think about that? It's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see Namor. And I think uh, now I haven't seen any movies uh, that Tenoch has done, but um, I have faith in their choice in, in casting. And there's no doubt that, you know, he's going to be the right fit. Uh, so I can't wait to see his portrayal of Namor. I, it's, it's a character I've been waiting to see uh, for a while uh, in the, the films, especially since he's been one of the original uh, Marvel characters, you know. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Would you concur? Oh, I do concur. For our next bit of movie news, apparently they're bringing back Spider-Man No Way Home to theaters. What do you think about that? 
awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. And not only that, they're adding more footage that they didn't include in the first time. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's going to be excellent. Uh, I'm hoping to see some uh, some epic stuff. Uh, apparently, it's called uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, the fun stuff version. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they have in store. Uh, uh, I really hope... Uh, now, I've seen some f- uh, pictures online um, of a fight between uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Green Goblin. I'm hoping that they include that in this version. I hope. Yeah, that'd be so epic to see a rematch between the two. Uh, you know, especially you know the history they had with each other in the first film and the way everything went down. And I mean that the events of uh, the first Spider-Man film led to you know the whole story arc with Harry and and you know the, the bad blood that they had between each other. And I think that'd be interesting to have a rematch uh, between. Uh, Toby and uh, Defoe. What do you think? Oh, that'll be pretty pretty awesome. You know, are they gonna have a, a scene with Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro? Uh, you know, it's not hundred percent certain what they're gonna include in it, but uh, you know, only time will tell. You know, when we go see it. So uh, hopefully, it's not like that bullshit uh, re-release that they did of, uh, of Avengers. Uh, I think it was Endgame. Remember how they included the additional scene of like the Hulk uh, saving somebody and it was like it wasn't even like finished footage or something like that? Yeah, I remember about that. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. That was pretty, pretty, pretty out there. That was like that is one big pile of shit. And uh, continuing on, uh, Justin Lin is set to direct a live action version of uh, the anime One Punch Man for Sony Films. Have you ever seen One Punch Man? One Punch Man. That sounds familiar. Is that a comic book or is that a live action movie? I think it's like a like a anime cartoon, if I'm not mistaken. I think I heard of it. I'm not too familiar with anime. Was it but made in the 60s, 70s, 80s? No, it's a, it's a more uh, it's a more modern character, oh. I believe. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not too familiar with the character. I'm not too much into anime. And I know some people cringed uh, hearing that, but uh, yeah, but you know that's okay, everyone. But I am visually familiar with the character. He's a he's a bald man. With a yellow uh, jumpsuit and a cape. And apparently he, he could punch people once and kill them. Oh, that's, so that's good. That's an epic uh, superpower. Oh, that's pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And uh, apparently Loki season two has officially started filming. So that's excellent. I'm looking forward to that. The first, wow. the first uh, season of Loki was just epic. Um, wonderful stuff. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? You're looking forward to season two? Yeah. Uh, are they going to have uh, Tom Hiddleston? Are they going to have Owen Wilson again? Oh, yeah. I, I, I pretty much I can guarantee that. Uh, no, definitely Tom Hiddleston. You can't have Loki without Tom Hiddleston. Uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, Owen Wilson. He was great in that. Um, hope to see more of Sylvie. Uh, yeah, let's see what's in store in this crazy new uh, multiverse world that we have going on in Marvel. What about <laughs> What about Heimdall in the the second season of Loki? Are we gonna have a little cameo of him, or uh, who knows? I mean, you know, I, know. I mean, even though he's dead in that universe, and you know, in the original um, universe, they I mean, can there do could a be CGI a variant, him, right? Yeah, I mean, they can. Who knows? Who knows? They, they there could be like a variant of him floating around somewhere. Maybe even a different actor playing a different Heimdall. Who knows? So, or maybe someone else. Or yeah, maybe, maybe Any, anything's anything's possible. Uh, just, it's just all about what the kind of story they want to tell, you know? Yeah, pretty much, you know? So second season of two of Loki is going to be pretty, pretty badass. Oh yeah, I can, uh, I can almost guarantee it. You're going to like the way you look. 
I guarantee it. And moving yeah. on, uh, Joker 2, the infamous Joker 2 news. I don't know if uh, y'all have heard, but uh, apparently uh, Lady Gaga is in early talks to appear in uh, the sequel to Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. And uh, there's rumors that it's going to be a musical. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought it was going to be serious, like the first Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. I don't, I don't understand about the stuff. I mean, like, you know... I thought it was going to be like, you know, Mexican Joker or Joker versus Joker or Joker 2, something, 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 stuff like that. I have no idea. What the fuck was he talking about? Uh, yeah, I have, yeah, I, don't, I, have, I didn't expect. Yeah, I mean, I figured they were going to do a sequel. Uh, I just didn't expect it to go in this direction. I mean, what, what do you what do you think about a musical Joker? Well, that's a little different because, no, actually, it um, confuses us and it, they just take it more seriously. I mean, like, you know, musicals are meant for the sound of music and for Annie and for other stuff and uh, for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, I don't necessarily think that a musical is good for the new Joker 2 movie, so I'm just not too sure. I mean, it could be either disastrous or epic. You know, I, I mean, just I mean, I I, uh, I commend them for going in that direction. Uh, some people online were saying maybe uh, maybe Todd Phillips, the director, uh, he maybe this was like his only condition because, you know, a lot of times when people uh, are approached about a sequel, they're like, I don't want to do it because it's treading on ground that I already touched on and, and it's not interesting. But maybe the idea of doing it as a musical, uh, it just kind of it, it kind of gave him the incentive to kind of jump back into this world. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Somebody thought it was a good idea. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, if they can stick that landing uh, you know, good for them. I think it's a good idea, and I'm standby. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting, interesting. Yep. And then Lady Gaga, she's been doing a great job in all her stuff lately. Uh, you know, I wasn't too uh, keen on her when she first uh, started in music and stuff like that, but after she took a break from music for a while, and uh, she kind of uh, almost reinvented herself and started getting into acting, and you know, I have I kind of have a new respect for her now, and I enjoy her work. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. Time will tell. And breaking news that popped up on my feed. Uh, Amber Ooh. Heard is fired from Aquaman 2. She's not going to, she's going to be recast. Oh, and another breaking news. Apparently Amber Heard was not fired from Aquaman despite the viral report. So I don't know who, uh, I don't know, uh, what, uh, side to believe here. Uh, well, I heard about the testimony against, uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I heard that. It was, um, I heard that it was like, you know, subsequential during that time, but I heard that at the end of it, I guess both of them had to pay each other because, you know, due to the circumstances, due to the lies, due to the nonsense, due to the, uh, chicanery, due to the, uh, bull crap, oh, yeah. uh, I do believe that they're paying each other back and now I hope hope that Giant Depp, um, you know, gets on with his life, and I hope he feels better, so Giant Depp, God bless you, my friend, I hope you're doing good, uh, stay safe from the coronavirus, uh, we all like you in your movies, stay safe, and always keep on watching. 
we got a new podcast, so if you're ready to do a video podcast with us, uh, be sure to tune in, buddy. I don't think Johnny Depp will be listening to us, but, uh, you know, who, who knows? One day, one day, maybe. We're fans uh, of his films. <laughs> We're fans of Jack Sparrow. I, I, think, I think he's doing just fine. You know, he's been rocking out. He's been playing with his band. I mean, he, he came out the victor in this. And, uh, Woohoo! Honestly... I couldn't carry the way. I'm just tired of hearing about it already. Uh, it's Me time, too. Time, time to move on from this. Yep. Uh, yeah. That would be great. Moving on, moving on. Uh, apparently, actor uh, Nico Santos, uh, he was in the movie Crazy Rich Asians, and he played uh, Mateo in uh, one of my favorite shows, Superstore. Uh, he's uh, joined the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That's amazing. I love him as an actor. He's, he's his character on uh, Superstore is hilarious. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen the show Superstore. I think I have. Uh, check it out. It's 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 wonderful. Yeah, it has I mean, I, I heard about it, and I uh, heard that it has uh, Mateus, and I heard it has like you know other people. But when yeah. I heard that you know COVID was going on back then, people had to say like you know. Six feet apart. Six feet oh, apart. Yeah. And they actually have that. They include uh, COVID in the show, too, because, you know, of course, a lot of the stores, they had to stay open and they had to deal with COVID head on. And and so that that plays a big factor in one of the final seasons of the episode or the series. I wish series. it would end. COVID? We oh, yeah. are tired of the stuff. And Dr. Fauci, please give us a sign that um, it's going to be over soon. And uh, we're just going to, you know... Uh, we just want it to end. Oh, yeah, definitely. Amen to that. Uh, but, yeah, like I was saying, Superstore. Uh, it's a funny show, and then uh, he's a great actor in it. So, I, I mean, you know, that will be wonderful to see him in Guardians 3. I think he's going to be great. Yep. Uh, check out that show, though. And it has uh, uh, Mark uh, McKinney from uh, the uh, Kids in the Hall. He plays the uh, boss of, uh, of the store, the manager. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be great. And uh, next bit of movie news, uh, they just dropped an image of uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken for the new Barbie movie from uh, Greta Gerwig. Uh, here it is. I'm showing it to wow. you. Wow. Yeah, he's... He, uh, I mean, he's uh, pretty much of a fitness expert, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, he's ripped. Uh, he's got his... I mean, uh, he's got like this... Uh, now for the listener at home, you can't see the picture... Uh, but he what, is, uh, he's, he's got that washboard going on and he has, uh, it's like some kind of, it's not quite a vest. It's not quite a jacket. Not CGI. Maybe it's a vacuum. I don't know, but it's a denim, some kind of denim number. 100% real. Yeah. He has it open, no shirt underneath. And he has like the jeans going on and he has a bit of his underwear showing. And, and uh, on the band, it doesn't say Calvin Klein. It says Ken because he's playing Ken. Ryan Gosling is playing Ken in the Barbie movie. Uh, he's given, what do you think? What do you, do you think he looks, uh, I think like it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. I mean, despite, you know, Ryan Gosling's other movies, I think it's going to be a fresh, what does that mean? Start. It's going to be pretty good. I think he's a good actor. What do you think? I like his movies. Yeah. You, he, yeah, no, I, I hope it does pretty good. I hope it does really, really well uh -huh. because. Yeah. I mean, he, I feel like he's been killing it. I mean, he's, I mean, he was great in, um, the, the sequel to, uh, Blade Runner. Oh, uh, and then of course I loved him in La La Land, and uh, I mean even way back, he, play? uh, he played he was one of the main characters. Oh, and I I remember that you know Emma Stone was in La La Land. Yeah, and yeah. I remember that. Um, if you look on the top of it, it says um, uh, Je Jeff Goldblum's wife was actually a stunt double for Emma Stone's um, body double, stunt double. Really? 
Yeah, I did not I, know that. Yeah, the, the, I, I actually saw a viewing of it years ago, but it was actually a really, really good movie. The facts, the facts that you bring, it just, it's un, un... Believable. Unbelievable. Yeah, there you go. You're finishing my sentences now. Yeah, you know, it's just, uh, it is what it is in these times of COVID. I guess we have to, you know, stay positive, stay happy. But until then, wear our face masks and stay safe, guys. Yeah, yeah. even though, even though they're not required... I think you should still wear them. Exactly. Just I don't want to s- smell your stinky breath. Not you, not you, DJ, but <laughs> I'm talking to people out there. Or, or I, want, I don't want your particles in my nose. Oh, well, that's you know, little, it is what it is, you know. That's your PSA for today. I don't want to get your backsplash. Anyway, uh, back to the Ryan Gosling thing. I think he's going to be great. Uh, it's interesting, interesting topic for a movie, doing a live-action uh, Barbie movie. Uh, but yeah, like I was saying, I love Ryan Gosling, and even way back from uh, Remember the Titans, uh, great movie that deserves. Oh yeah, a very very good movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, very very good. Pretty pretty good. Oh yeah, and of course, the last bit of movie news, uh, sad news. Uh, Philip Baker Hall. Uh, he's a character actor. Uh, who I remember, and a lot of people do. Um. From Seinfeld, he played Sergeant Bookman. Uh, he was the library cop. That was oh, that's best. him? Yeah. Wow. He has passed away Oh. at the age damn. of 90. What? Uh, that's a very great age, uh, oh. I'd say. Uh, Philip Baker Hall. He was in Ghostbusters 2. Was he? Yeah, he he was one of the um, uh, mayor's oh, uh, people. Yeah. And he was in Cheaters because I know for a fact that Woody Harrison's character... But Woody Boyd actually ran for president, and uh-huh. I think that was, you know, um, him in there, you know, Philip Baker Hall. Uh-huh. He was in there, of course. And uh, Perry Gilpman, who was in Frasier, she made a little cameo in that oh, yeah. TV he- series. And, of course, uh, she was in Wings. Uh, she's made a pretty, pretty, pretty good career for herself. But, you know, uh, I think she's made more movies in the past, but we all wish her the best. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, of course, we're going to miss Mr. Philip Baker Hall. Uh, oh, yeah. Rest in peace, sir. Rest in peace. We're going to watch your movies very, very soon. Definitely, definitely. And that wraps up this extra long edition of This Week in Movie News. Uh, so let's get on to the main show. Uh, first, before we start and get into Morbius, uh, you were talking about uh, the new episode of uh, Kenobi, right? What did you think of that? Oh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome. You know, the fact that, you know, Kenobi is uh, still channeling El Goodness. He's still doing the El Goodness stuff. He has that almost grayish hair. He still has that, you know... Um, He's getting there. Uh, ...hermit look, but he's still getting to his Jedi swing of it. And uh, he's really mad, of course, because, you know, in the last episode that we saw, uh, Vader, you know set fire to the sand of course and you know burned him and of course the last we saw of kenobi we saw him in a bad bad tank with the uh oh, yeah. kenobi and showed uh anakin skywalker but it showed you know anakin when he was like you know in the respirator mask and it showed him with his uh arm cut off or his hand or i don't know what happened but today's episode was really really fantastic i mean like it showed like some flashback clips it really really did some good stuff i really really hope that george lucas does a cameo or does a or, or just a or just a, a 
just something on there because you know because he is the Star Wars man. Yeah, originally. I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll ever do a cameo, and I, I know he's been at odds with new Star Wars because they didn't want to use his ideas, which I think was a big mistake. I feel like they should have included him in the process. Uh, but I mean, uh, he's kind of come around a little bit because I, you know, we've seen him on set, um, you know, of like the Mandalorian and he was like holding Grogu. And so, yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe he'll pop up in a cameo. He well, should, actually, um, before he made Star Wars and before he made American Graffiti, he made when he was a student and when he was in school for, you know, movies and whatnot, he was, uh, he did this movie called TH1. Three eight. And oh yeah, like yeah, I've heard of that. Very student movie, and people didn't like it that much. I don't know what what happened to yeah. that, but uh, well, I, I mean, think it's, it's very. It's, DVD. I haven't seen it, uh, but you know, from what I heard, it's very kind of like artsy, and uh, I mean, a lot of people who you know appreciate film or you know appreciate the the kind of innovation that brought to to movie making, and uh, you know, it's kind of seen in a better light nowadays. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Lucas gets a bad rap. I feel like he's definitely an innovator. Um, and I've done my share of uh, kind of shitting all over his decisions. Well, uh, especially... I have, well, I mean, it depends on Mickey. No, Kenobi is still, still a good show, but. Yeah. You no. Know, but especially uh, when O'Shea it came to like. Jackson Jr. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic great. Fantastic as Roken. Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's I fun just seeing hope him he does there. more of that stuff. And if he's in more movies, it's fantastic. If he does more solo movies by himself or with Ice Cube, the great mm-hmm. Ice Cube, the great thespian himself. His father. Yes, his his father. But, you know, every, every now and then, you know, you get to see, you know, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. And uh, apparently he's Irish for some reason. So he his name sounds Irish. So that makes Ice Cube Irish. So is he? <laughs> I have no idea, but apparently uh, when Ice Cube was a kid, his uh, brother put him in, in a refrigerator and it made his head very cold. So it's like an Ice Cube. So that's that's the origin of the story. So I, I have no idea what... <laughs> Is that what, true? That must have happened. I'm not sure. But <laughs> oh, so it's just a it's just a idea of, that you had. You're just kind of thinking... Oh, well, my, actually, maybe. that actually happened. I don't know how that happened, but it was like really, really weird at the time, but... Um, it sounds like a, it sounds like something out of a movie, you know, where like they have to come up with like, you know, how did Han Solo get his name? Or how did Ice Cube get his name? <laughs> well, that, that was almost like it. So I don't that know. I, like I have to look story. it up. I don't know. I don't, at this point, I don't know if you're telling the truth or not, but I, I, you know, that's a convincing story and I'm going to, uh, very, st- very, I'm going to stick with it, you know, but it's still the same. It sounds you know? epic, you know, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Looks like his dad. I mean, he, he was does, brilliant he in, uh, the Compton movie. Very, very awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, he did. He played it really good. Uh, everything was really good. Uh, the uh, Crenshaw Mafia, fantastic. The way it was back in the 80s, the 70s, wherever it took place. But it was so fantastic the way it was. And it was so fantastic the way they got Paul Giamatti, the man himself, to play uh, uh, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, he was good in that. He was a good, uh, he was, he was a good person to hate. <laughs> yes, he was, uh, I think it was in the uh, Nixon days or the Reagan years. What are you talking was, about, the, during Straight Outta Compton? Yeah, because it took place in the 80s, the 70s. Well, I think it was like the Bush senior slash Clinton years. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Paul Giamatti, great actor. I think his peak 
his peak acting uh, career was when he played the Rhino. The Rhino. <laughs> I still you know think I was that it say. was kind of really, 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 you know, out there. But it was bad. But if they make it better, that, then, they, the then they will make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so back to uh, Kenobi. Uh, what did you think about that that opening scene, man? Like with the they showed like flashbacks to I think it was like Attack of the Clones era, uh, where they they kind of de-aged Obi Wan and uh, Anakin uh, to look like they did back then. Um, and then, it was really yeah, really good. Obi Wan was training. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the episode. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Um, That's okay, everyone. But that was great uh, to see them, you know, back as uh, you know. Uh, you know, Obi-Wan training Anakin again. Very, very good. You, you know, know lightsaber I think that, fight. You know, it was very, very good to see Obi-Wan and Anakin training again. Although, when we see Vader, he is more brutal than ever, and he's more oh, angry, yeah. and he's more angry at Kenobi than ever. So it's like, Reba has her own backstory, and it's like, you know, when yeah. she has her own backstory, it is so different. That and was of course, good. we get to hear the great thespian James Earl Jones voicing Darth Vader again. And then we see Hayden Christensen voicing Anakin, so it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, but that, yeah, I heard, yeah, I think we talked about this last episode, but um, yeah, I think the way they do the James Earl Jones voice is they have Hayden Christensen say the lines and then they use that re-speech technology with samples of James Earl Jones's voice and they create the audio for it. I think that's how it works. I don't know. But yeah, that was great uh, seeing those flashback scenes. Uh, th- you know, there's some parts where the de-aging wasn't so good. You could tell that uh, Hayden Christensen was uh, his older self. But it was yeah, good seeing him with really a... Young. It was good seeing him with that little Jedi braid again. <laughs> like yeah, Once I saw know. the back of his head, I knew what was going down. And then uh, you see yeah, Obi-Wan. Yeah, they pretty much cleaned up the series and whatnot. They just uh-huh. like, made it really good. I hope George Lucas is going to like it or I don't know what's going to happen with Lucas. I mean, you know... Yeah. He's just enjoying the, the retired life, I guess. He's... He's he has bags rich. of bags of money from selling Star Wars to Disney, so he, he's so fine. he's rich. He's, he's doing just fine. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's like you know he's still wearing that you know plaid shirt. He looks like that guy from Home Improvement, you know Al Borland. <laughs> I can, but I you can, know he's still good. I can see that. Yeah, you know he has a beard and whatnot, but you know, but he still looks like. I remember that Will Sasso did a impersonation of him. You know, he did the um, the hairdo and whatnot. And oh yeah. There was some point of when uh, Will Sasso did Randy Newman, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars, <laughs> it's a great movie, Jaja Bings, he's in the movie, Star Wars is the greatest movie all. What? All right, all right, moving on. Uh, so as we, you were talking about Reva and her backstory. But yeah, pretty much. So we, we finally talked about Reva. Yeah, we finally got it revealed, you know, as we were suspecting, suspecting from the beginning that she was one of the Padawans uh, that were attacked during Order 66. Uh, now, for people not in the know, um, as uh, the evil Emperor Palpatine was coming to arise, he... Uh, they had put like a like some kind of inhibitor chip in the brains of the clones that they used to form the army of the republic um so that way when he gave the out the order to execute order 66 order 66 there you go (laughs) (laughs) you're good at that man you're good at that um and it would it would set off something in the clones' brains to turn on uh, the jedi and kill all the jedi so that way he can take over as emperor and, of course, Anakin turned to the dark side, and uh, he became Darth Vader, 
and he he went out and killed all the younglings, which were the which young Jedi. Which is really, Jedi's really sad, training. by the way. Oh yeah, uh, they even put a warning at the beginning of the episode uh, because uh, it is very triggering because it it you know with all this shit going on with the mass shootings, especially the one at the, the elementary school, it it really brought up uh, kind of images of that because. You know, uh, with Order 66, Anakin was going around killing all the, you know, the children who were training as Jedi. And we saw some of that in the original, you know, in the prequel movies with the Revenge of the Sith. And they they recreated these scenes for uh, the, the Kenobi show. And uh, Reva, she was one of the, the younglings that was uh, training and she thought Anakin was coming there to save him. And she, it turns out Anakin was killing all the younglings. And so... Uh, there's one line that hit hard, particularly where uh, she had to play dead amongst the other dead younglings. And I mean, that's shit that happened during the shooting and you know, that just happened in Texas. And that it really, it really hit home, you know. Uh, but uh, interesting backstory for her. I think it's very exactly. fitting very for her character. Extreme backstory. Um, it gives her her motivation because now she has like that hatred towards Vader and she's pretending to be, you know, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, she's pretending to be his lackey, yeah, for, uh, um, you know, trying to find Kenobi and whatnot. But really, she's she's looking for an opportunity to kind of, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think she's looking for an opportunity to kind of backstab Vader, right? In a way. Because uh, of, you know, what he now did. Now she's not the Grand Inquisitor. The other Grand Inquisitor is actually alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turns um, out her badge is gone and it yeah, went so into the other Inquisitor. So, I mean, yeah, like, that's no. Right. Yeah, at first they gave her the role of Grand Inquisitor. But of course, And I no. bet that triggered a lot of, uh, of racist Star Wars fans. Uh, not to get too off topic. Not to get too <laughs> off topic. But uh, yeah, and then uh, afterwards, uh, Kenobi, um, you know, remember how they you know, Reva put the tracker inside of uh, Leia's little uh, droid? And so they tracked him uh, to the location they were at because they were trying to, you know, get back to Alderaan. And... Uh, you know, with this new information that they found Kenobi and Leia's location, Vader gave Reva the title of Grand Inquisitor, um, you know, for her good work. And then later on, uh, Reva and a bunch of stormtroopers, they go and storm the area where Kenobi and Leia are at. And so he can get to Obi-Wan. And yeah. eventually he has a talk with Reva about saying, you know, how, you know, the only reason you, you must know that Anakin is Darth Vader is because you must have been there. You must have been one of the younglings. And so he kind of made a connection and realized that, you know, she really wanted to get after Vader. And uh, there's one point in the show um, where she actually tries to fight Vader. And of course, there's, you know, there's no way because he's too strong in the force at this point. But, yep. you know, she gives it her all. Uh, there's this epic fight, you know, and uh, he ends up taking her saber away from her. And then uh, once in a while, the intercut scenes of, of Obi-Wan training with uh, with Anakin and whatnot. Yep. Very, uh, very classic. Yeah. And there's even this cool part where he uh, he breaks in half because the Inquisitors have this double, dual lightsaber that spins around. They break apart. Yeah, he steals it from her. He breaks it in half and gives her one. He has one, and they continue the duel. It's pretty, pretty epic and pretty badass, actually. Yeah, eventually, you know, he wins because he's he's Darth Vader. He's uh, the evil man. He's well versed in the dark side of the Force, and he uh, reveals that the 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 other you know the Grand Inquisitor we thought was dead was alive, and uh, Reva ends up getting stabbed in the in the gut with the saber, but she's alive, and hopefully, you know, she'll fight to see another day. Um, Excellent, excellent episode. I can't wait to see 
the conclusion. Apparently, after after uh, after all the episodes have come out, they're going to release it in theaters. That'd be kind of neat to see it all as like one movie. They're going to release it in theaters. Yeah, yeah. After all, all the episodes have come out on Disney Plus, they're going to release it as like a feature in theaters, which is kind of cool because that was the original plan uh, before um, Solo, a Star Wars story, tanked. Uh, they were planning on doing Solo, and then they were planning on doing Kenobi, a Star Wars story, as a movie. And this is this kind of them returning to that idea. Oh, exactly. It's gonna be pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Morbius. Yep. We saw it. Yep. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. <laughs> but and alertly, of course, no. it was so different, but in a way, yeah, I, Jared Leto was so different in his way. He, very, very angry. I, I didn't think he was too different. I felt like he was the same Jared Leto we've seen in other But he's movies. angry. He's the, super angry. I think he described it well uh, at the beginning of the show. Where, <laughs> where would you say it was? It was. Uh, it was a little different. It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was just okay. It was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't this horrible movie everyone made it out to be, but it wasn't. It wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination. Well, I still want to see the new Top Gun two movie. Yeah, it's still in theaters. Yeah, I've been. I've been wanting to see that. I, I really, really, really want to see it. Yeah, yeah. I just. I haven't had a chance to, but I definitely, I definitely want to check it out. Way to the danger zone, flying to the danger zone. I think if you sing anymore, we're going to have to pay for it. Alrighty then. Here we are? <laughs> no, just joking. Hi. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I want to I wanna check that out. Uh, but, yeah, Morbius. I, I, I don't think it was so bad. I think it was just so bland. Like I, Exactly. I feel like it was it was very like... Like, an, like a 2000s superhero movie. Like, when they, when, when they were starting to come out with, like... <sighs> The Ghost Rider. It reminds me of, like, uh, you know, Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. It was pretty good. It was very middle of the road. Very it good. It was very not... It was really, really good. Yeah, it was just like, okay, guy has a problem. A guy ends up getting powers. Uh, he ends up dealing with the powers. Another guy gets the same or similar powers, and then uh, he uh, he has to fight that guy because he, he doesn't have good intentions. And, and then the movie ends. And that's what this was. It was literally that. Uh, not, yeah, nothing special here. Uh, I was kind of hoping it was one of those so bad it's good movies, but it was it was not. It was far from that. It was just, it was so plain. Yeah, you know, it is what it is, you know. I but they make a Morbius sequel, then they better make it good. Yeah, they, they really need to go out there. Like, I want to see them go nuts. Because I feel like this was too middle of the road. Like They got to make a Sensor 6 movie, solo movie. Yeah. Uh, if they are going to make it, they got to make it really, really good and make it a Sinister Six movie with a whole bunch of villains fighting Spider-Man. And I hope yeah, they bring they, back they, that's, one, that's one mistake that they made because a lot of people thought that Spider-Man was going to pop up in this. And not only that, I, it, they thought Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was going to pop up in this. And I think that would have been epic. I think that would they missed an opportunity not including him uh, setting this in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man universe. Um. I think that would have set this movie uh, to another level because it really did have that feel of like a, an amazing Spider-Man movie. Like I felt like it was ripped right from that universe where it was very, it took itself very serious. It had a few laughs here and there, uh, just the tone and the style and the visual, you know, 
ness of it. Nostalgia <laughs> it very, of it? Yeah, not not so much nostalgia, but it it was very akin to the the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, and I felt like not including Spider-Man in a Spider-Man villain story is just a mistake. I mean, it worked kind of for Venom, but even then, those movies aren't all that good. I mean, they're they're a step up, a slight step up, like a baby step up from from Morbius, but uh, not not by much. What's your take? Uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, movies are, you know, are uh, different. They uh, teach us the reality of, you know, that films are, it is what it is. But when you see it through a director's eyes, then you can see how good it is. Yeah, I think that's one mistake a lot of these studios do. They they get these uh, yes men directors who just want who's just going to do the bidding of uh, the studio. Oh, you know, we want to include this because the marketing says that this will work or, you know, because, you know, are the numbers seem to be pointing to this trend. And I feel like they don't really they need to get directors who are visionaries. I feel like that's when the best movies come out. You get your uh, Todd Phillips, you get your um, Taika Waititi's, you get your James Gunn's. And they really, really like take something that could be a horrific idea or good yeah, well, they you know they take something that could be a disastrous and they make it good. You know, they make it more than good. They make it amazing. You know, I mean, um, you know, James Gunn and the Guardians series. I mean, like I've never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie came out, and it just seems so weird. You know, it's like a you know talking tree and a raccoon and uh, these odd characters, and it was the first of the Marvel series to take place completely you know, in different planets and it, it, it could have gone really, really wrong. And it went really, really right because I feel like he knew when to lean into the absurdity of it. He knew how to pull it back and ground it. And it, it takes a visionary to do something like that. And I feel like that's what's lacking in a lot of these movies. Exactly. You know, it needs a visionary. It needs like, you know, a director to, you know, have a mindset to have a vision for this stuff. You know, there is so much stuff about the stuff that, I'm not sure about, but it needs to change. You know, there are so much stuff that needs to change. You know, there are so yeah. much stuff really, really needs to change. Like in like a different Sinister Six movie. Mm-hmm. We need a Sinister Six movie really, really bad. Oh, yeah. And then they need to get somebody who can really just embrace... Take the reins of the movies. Yeah, embrace the, the weirdness of these characters. Because I feel like there's nothing unique about... Like I said, it, it, Morbius is the, the opposite of unique. It's, it's just very just like... For lack of a better uh, term, I think that just saying that. I mean, that's yeah. a good idea. You know, I mean, if the movie producers want to make a movie, then they should make it. But they got to make a perfectly good pot, a plot, good script, yeah, good middle, good ending, good beginning, so on and so forth. Yeah, they have yeah. got to fix it. I didn't feel like it brought anything new to the genre. Um, I mean, they could, and then I feel like it would have benefited from like an R rating. I mean, have they learned nothing from Deadpool? I mean, he's a vampire dude. I feel like there was hardly any blood in the movie. Hardly any blood at all. Um, which is weird for a vampire movie, right? Um, I mean, so basically it starts off more, you know, Michael Morbius. You see him as a kid and he befriends this other kid in the hospital. They have like this disease. Um, and basically, uh, he, he's very smart 
and he he ends up becoming a you know Doctor Michael Morbius who's looking for a cure for this disease so he can help other people like him and he has crutches and the, this disease I'm not sure exactly I forget what it's called or whatever but it's affecting him he has to walk on crutches and whatnot do you remember what the disease was called I don't remember it was something but I think it was like it was something towards Blade because he looks like Blade and he is so angry and no I, I don't think it doesn't have anything to do with Blade in this universe because. Uh, Marvel Studios has Blade, and uh, well, I heard that you know Ethan Hawke is going to be a vampire villain in the new Blade movie. That'd be it's weird. Be awesome. He was in uh, Moon Knight, huh? Yeah, but that might make sense because you know, I mean, it might make sense because you know, because you know, uh, Ethan Hawke, who plays a very, very good villain, he can play a good vampire in one of the Blade movies because that new guy who was playing Blade, it could actually work. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he has this disease, he's trying to cure it, and so he decides to mix his, his DNA with bat DNA. Which and is like, a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how he thought that would go right. You know, anyone who's seen any movie or anything that knows it, you know, you shouldn't mix your DNA with an animal's DNA. Yeah, that's, that, that's something weird. And like any, uh, and of course, it's, it's, you know, not approved, you know, so he has to do this illegally. And like in any movie where they do want to do something illegally, where do you go? International waters. So he goes out to international waters. He 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 rents out this this big you know transport ship from like these uh, these pirates or thug goons. I don't know. They're like people who are up to no good. And so they you know they have the ship that goes out to international waters. He sets up his little lab in there. He he, he does the human trial of the of this thing to try and cure his disease. And it, it works until it doesn't, and then he turns into like this this vampire dude. Oh yeah, it's just it's just weird, but I give it a high rental for this movie because you know, even though that they were trying trying to to do the movie, you know, very very good, I thought it had a little bit of flaws, but yeah, all in all, it's a rental. I mean, yeah, I I, I agree. I would say you know check it out, pay pay a few bucks to rent it, watch it, never watch it again. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know, just rent it. Just to and say never you watch uh, it again. you participated. In yeah, the it just you know it is what it is. Time. It just it is what it is. So, uh, um, what did you think about the graphics when he turned into the vampire? I thought I thought they were bad. Uh, it was pretty awesome actually, because you know you know when he turns into a vampire, it's like you know, well, but in the comic books, didn't he have blue hair? Uh, I think it was like black with the, you know how they do like the blue highlights? Oh. Uh, I think. But yeah, I remember in the Spider-Man cartoons in the 90s, didn't he have blue hair? Didn't the, I think so, something like that. And he, said blue he had hair? that epic accent too. And that's another disappointing thing is that Jared Leto, he just had his own voice. Didn't, didn't Morbius in the comic book, he had like that, like European, like Eastern European accent or something? Oh yeah, a little bit of the European accent. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought the graphics were pretty good, you know, that they, you know, I, that's one thing I give these Sony Spider-Verse movies is that, um, they actually do good versions of the character design, like Venom, like he, you know, epic, epic looking, uh, compared to like what we got in Spider-Man 3. Same thing with Morbius. I feel like he's very comic accurate the way he looks and stuff. Uh, now I've, I, I'm not sure if about the comic books. Uh, I don't know. Did, was he able to change back and forth between being Morbius and being human or was, I think, or was that just an invention of the movie just so you can show Jared Leto? I think it was an invention more. of the movie because somehow it was so different. So, 
by seeing Morbius and by seeing Jared Leto as Morbius, it's much better than we saw him as the Joker in Suicide Squad. I would I would agree. I would agree. I preferred him as Morbius more so than the Joker. I feel like that was a very big misstep. I still think that Jared Leto needs a haircut, by the way. I mean, that's kind of his trademark. If yeah, I had hair like that, I would grow it out too. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I think but he might need a haircut. Yeah, but Morbius had long hair too in the comic book, so I think that's why he had it long. Uh, but yeah, um, I think the like I said, the graphics are pretty good. Um, there's some interesting action sequences in there, especially um, Tyrese Gibson, who was in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was in. He played he was one of the, like the, the cops. FBI agent, and yeah. he was doing something, and I don't know what's going on, but. I don't know if it was that goofy cop with the mustache and the glasses. He was supposed to be like some kind of comic relief. He just came out like great cartoony. But uh, yeah, they were trying to investigate because there's like these murders. You know, of course, uh, those those lowlifes that, that rented out that the space on the boat to Morbius. They got killed because he turned into to that vampire dude. Mor- you know, he Morbius turned into the vampire and he attacked them because they they came in with their guns like what the heck's going on and they they seen uh they seen this creature in there which was morbius and they tried shooting at him he attacked him killed them all and uh, drained them of all you know drained them all of their blood and so the, the FBI is investigating what the heck's going on and of course there's more murders popping up yep and eventually they take him into jail and then um Earlier, I was talking about how he was, you know, a kid in the hospital. He befriended this other kid. I forget, I forget the character's name, but he was played by Matt Smith, one of the Doctor Who's. And uh, after they grow up, they're still friends. You know, he's still looking for a cure to try and help his friend. And eventually, uh, it turns out that his uh, his friend learns that you know Morbius took the serum that turned him into the vampire dude, and he wants some for himself because he sees that you know when when Morbius isn't a vampire, he's he's this buff dude now. He doesn't need crutches or anything, and he wants some for himself. But he's like, I can't. I don't want to give it to you because it's going to turn you into this monster that that, that craves blood. Because Morbius, of course, being a vampire now, he's craving blood, and he needs blood to keep you know to keep his health. Otherwise, he goes back to the way he was. And um, the problem is, if he drinks um, regular blood, he becomes very like aggressive and and, and murdery. Uh, but luckily, yeah. luckily, uh, uh, Morbius, Michael Morbius had invented uh, a fake blood, which was white. It was like this artificial blood. It almost reminds me of that show True Blood or the book series True Blood. Oh yeah, the TV series. Yeah, where they on HBO. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is that like vampires are real and. Uh, and they were able to come out of hiding after they created this stuff called True Blood. Oh. Which was a drink, which was artificial blood, that was able to sustain them without having to kill people. And, of course, other vampires only wanted to drink real blood. It was the whole thing. Anyway, not to get too off topic. Not to get too off topic. Uh, Michael Morbius had created fake blood. So he, he would take that because he didn't he didn't want to kill people. He was a, you know, He's like an anti-hero, kind of. In a uh, way. But the problem is that the... the the fake blood only sustains him for a short amount of time and it the time decreases so he has to keep drinking more and more eventually he predicted that you know the diminishing effects of the fake blood would lead him to you know have to drink uh, real blood or die so that that was kind of a ticking clock element there and eventually uh, matt smith's character gets his hands on the the serum because he, he felt pissed that, you know, Morbius was withholding it from him. And he thought, you know, I thought, you know, we we're in this together. We we're going to find a cure and look at you. You're healthy now. And he's like, you don't want this. It's a curse and whatnot. But he ends up taking it, becomes the villain, which is just another, it's another tip. It's that same pitfall that a lot of um, superhero movies have where the villain 
it's just a mirror image of the of the superhero and i feel like sometimes that could work but in just in this case they're very they're too similar it's just just basically like another morbius fighting you know morbius what do you think about that it was pretty pretty you know the same you know yeah it just it is what it is uh i like the villain you like the uh, you like matt smith's character oh yeah you he know, did, pretty, he did pretty have much, some epic you know. dance moves, and that's that's another weird thing that that plagued, especially a lot of the like the mid two thousands uh, superhero movies. Is, is sweet dance moves. So you had to, you know, I don't know what comes to mind. Um, Fantastic Four. Remember Reed Richards uh, was dancing uh, during uh, Ben Grimm's bachelor party, and of course the infamous Peter Parker dance and uh there's a lot of I don't know there's a lot of weird dance scenes in to the James Brown music and er, yeah right but there's a lot of weird dance scenes in early superhero movies and then uh, I felt like this was no different you had Matt Smith it's for some reason he just, he just had the dance bug he was just dancing yeah you know when people have that dance bug they just gotta dance 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 <laughs> you got that right yeah I don't know but yeah, yeah I felt like like it's like I mentioned the uh, the villain was so cookie cutter, just like you know, Morbius versus Morbius. But it uh, it reminded me a lot of like uh, like the early MCU movies where like you have um, Iron Man. He fought Iron Monger. It was just another guy in a in an iron suit. And then uh, the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. He just fought another guy who took a Hulk serum and he turned like into a big green dude. And you know, it was Abomination. And he was just basically an evil Hulk. And they fought each other and. It's like that same, you know, I just fought an evil version of myself. Or even Captain America, you know, where he, you know, he fought Red Skull, who was just, a, you know, another guy who took the super soldier serum and he turned evil. It's just kind of in that same vein where just, oh, it's just, you know, it was his friend who took the, the Morbius serum and he turned into evil Morbius and now he has to fight him. And it is what it is. Very boring. I feel like it, I feel like a lot of uh, superhero movies have moved beyond that now. They've, they've gone out of the way to make interesting villains with, you know, good motivations. And this is this is a step, you know, this is like 20 steps back. But, uh, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it's in an and he ends up fighting him. He ends up uh, injecting him with like this this poison that kills him and whatnot. And uh, yeah, he ends he ends that because he you know he also at, at some point he also he made he made like this stuff that's supposed to kill. It's it's like po- it's like poison to bats and, and it's like deadly to humans as well. And then he conjured it up to kill uh, his friend who turned into evil Morbius. And he also made an extra vial for himself, but I, I missed it. I missed it. I don't know. At some point, I guess he decided not to to kill himself too. I don't know. I don't know what happened with that, because he said that you know he was worried about you know unleashing what he what he created on the world, and you know he thought he wanted to take himself out of the equation as well because he you know he didn't want to kill any more people. I, they must have fixed that somehow. I I must have missed something in there, but. And then, uh, as you mentioned, that weird, uh, the weird cameo scene at the end that made no fucking sense. Uh, with, yep, with Vulture. made no sense. Vulture and Morbius. It was so bizarre. Bizarre. I, you know, a lot of times I'll let things slide because it's a superhero movie, but it just made no sense. Because you see, it was like a mid-credit scene, right? Where all of a sudden Adrian Toomes just like materializes into an empty jail cell. And then they let him go because in you know he came from the the MCU with the 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 Tom Holland Spider Man universe, and he 
I guess they were saying, I guess it was supposed to be that the events of Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, when it opened a rift in the, uh, you know, the, the, the multiverse, somehow Adrian Toomes, the vulture, slipped through the cracks of the multiverse and ended up in a jail cell in the Sony universe that has, you know, Venom and Morbius in it. And he ended up in the jail cell. They had, you know, the, the police had no idea where he came from. He had no rap sheet in that universe. So they let him go. And then somehow he gets a hold of his vulture, his vulture suit. I don't know where he got it from. If I he, don't know how different Maybe universe. he spent years making a new one. I have no idea. But the, but the mask is on, so it's not, yeah. he's not unmasked. So he's the mask on, so it's like the comics or something that. But, yeah, it was uh, so odd. Like, where did he get it? Like, did he, did he really spend all the time building a new one? <laughs> Just to go, you know, and he, and he learned about Morbius, I guess, through the news, and he thought it would be a good idea to team up with him. So he's like, I, I heard about you in the news, Doc, and, you know, how about, how, how's about we team up, you know? And then... I've been thinking, Doc, I've been reading a lot about you, and yeah. we should team up, form like a Sinister Six. I don't think he's, he didn't name drop Sinister Six, but I think that's what they're implying. And then, and then, and then Morbius is like, what did he say? He said, like... Okay. Yeah, he said something like that where he's like, sure. <laughs> like, what? Like, first of all, why would you meet with this dude? Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, I know he's not a criminal to them in that universe, but then it's like, why would you team up with this guy you don't even know for, for what, you know, what reason? And he's just like, sure. Why not? I got nothing to do. It doesn't make any <laughs> literal sense whatsoever. No. It was bad. And they should feel bad. Yep. Uh, so, so at a, at, you know, out of five stars, what would you rate uh, Morbius? Uh, I give it a six. Six? Six stars out of five? Good stuff. What the hell is going on here? I didn't know what was going on. Are you insane, man? I, I give it a three. Okay, that's more like that's better. No, I'm, just, I'm not I'm really that mad, but... That's okay. <laughs> I know what you were saying, you know... Yeah, yeah, you, you you scared me, man. When you, when you said it was a six out of five, uh, I would say I give it a yeah. I would say I'd give it a three out of five. I give it a high rental. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, don't buy it. Don't waste your money. Just rent it. Yep, just rent it and you, don't watch it again. You don't need to see it more than once. I mean, if you want to see it more than there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Morbius uh, fans out there who. Um, who are hardcore for this movie, and I think, I think they just want to like something that's that that's not well liked because it seems cool to them. I think that I think those are those kind of people, and I'm I'm not like shitting all over it like some other because there's like I feel like there's two main groups. There's the people that are shitting all over it, and there's the people who are just loving it to death. And I'm you know, right there in the middle. I see it for what it is. It's it's not it's not the worst movie ever, uh, but it doesn't bring anything new to the table. And that's why I think a three out of the five is, it's like, oh yeah, it's just a it little over sense. half, you know. It makes sense. But in other movie news, uh, if you ever have a Batman 1989 rip cereal and think it's stale, do not eat it. It's disgusting. What? <laughs> that what? Batman Where did that topic come from? With that Batman breakfast cereal from have Ralston's. You, have you been watching people on YouTube eat old food again? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's just, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> okay. People who eat cereal and think it's good and it's stale for like 
say, for example, the Batman serial that was made in 1989, and then, of course, nowadays in 2022, it's stale because it's like, ew. Yeah, I mean, it Not is to get too off topic here. Not to get too off topic, but if you're into that stuff, then... You know, actually, I, I, I actually so, am into that stuff. I, I like watching... Uh, I watch this guy. Uh, he has a channel called uh, New England Wildlife and More. And he opens old canned food, Ooh. and sometimes he tries it. Like he he's opened like cans from like the nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, the seven, the sixties, seventies, eighties, and uh, if he's lucky, the food uh, if it looks still good, he'll he'll try it. And it's, well, actually, it's, I've it's seen enthralling. this other person called Matt Sony, and he basically had a giant bowl, and he basically combined Reese's puffs or Reese's puffs with a cookie crisp and it was like a lot of cereal in there and it's like you can see the chocolate milk in there and it's like you know pretty pretty good but that sounds, why that sounds he, delicious i don't know why he's doing it because it's, it's gonna hurt his jaw because you know the more he chews the more his jaw muscles are gonna work because you know yeah then his, he'll have a jacked jaw yeah <laughs> but you know i mean it, it makes sense but you know uh yeah to matt sony out there if you're eating some food uh Make sure it's good and don't waste it. Solid advice. Solid advice. Well, I think that uh, wraps it up for this edition of The Men Who Watch Movies. It's been a pleasure, yeah. uh, you know, just talking about stuff. And uh, hopefully uh, hopefully you join us again yeah. next week. Uh, until then, my name is Alec. And my name is DJ, the movie man Wagner. And, of course... Um, Watch that Twinkie video that we have. It's very, very good. And oh, yeah. watch other Twinkie videos. Which is and ours. as always, just, just, just only ours. Keep on keep watching. Keep on watching. Woohoo! Couple of guys like to watch movies. Nerds who made their art to make a show where the brain can discuss with still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Cha-cha-cha. Day bow bow.